Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back. I'm Lee Lonsberry. That's what the big voice guy just said, huh? Uh, Listen, there is a debate that's been playing out for some time now. Uh, It really made it to the forefront in mid-December or so. I remember uh, first discussing this topic uh, as we uh, wrapped up uh, 2020. There was a vote, or no, I'm sorry, earlier in the year than that, rather. uh, There was a vote cast by the Board of Trustees at Dixie State University. That vote was to, and it was a unanimous one, to approve a recommendation to change the name of the university. Yeah, Dixie, that, that word to, to many uh, carrying with it connotations uh, and a history that uh, was offensive to some. And we'll get into the details of, of that in just a moment. Uh, but the way the, the system works, you see Dixie State University is a, an entity of the Utah state government, and it is uh, the responsibility of the state legislature to make any changes to the names of the state's uh, universities and public institutions of higher learning. And so it is that after the recommendation by the Board of Trustees, uh, it is now the case that a a representative in the House has submitted uh, the first step towards, submitted a piece of legislation Uh, which is the first step towards uh, changing this name. It calls upon uh, the Board of Trustees in consultation with others to to come up with some recommendations for a name, to kick back to the legislature for them to debate, and that would be uh, the end of it should uh, a new name be arrived upon. Well, when I was following this initially, when I was following this initially, uh, there was a name that stood out. It was the name uh, Dave Clark. He's the chairman of the Board of Trustees former Utah House Speaker. And uh, if I'm honest, I was surprised uh, to see that he had endorsed this resolution. I was surprised that he had cast a vote to approve this recommendation to change the name of Dixie State University. Uh, knowing a bit about uh, you know his, his background, I thought that he would be one to, uh, to stand with the name and defend uh, it against change. Uh, but yet that's not the case. And to, to understand the process through which he passed to ultimately arrive uh, at that decision, I've asked him onto the program today. Uh, so uh, Chairman Clark, Chairman Dave Clark joins us now. Sir, welcome to the program. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing well. appreciate the invite. Uh, well, well, I'm grateful to you for making yourself available. Uh, let me ask you this. Have you always been a supporter of changing the name, or was it a process to get to that point? Uh, no, this uh, the conversations about this began approximately 10 months to a year ago, and it got a little more traction as the Intermountain Healthcare's hospital uh, currently, well, it was known as Dixie Regional Hospital, 
uh, decided to change its name, and they were very open about uh, recruitment and issues they had uh, where the name Dixie has a very um, ancestral, heartwarming foundation to most of us, has a regional meaning uh, in and around Washington County and throughout the greater state of Utah, but it had a different meaning throughout the country. Uh, and so that kind of brought percolated up to the system. In fact, I remember speaking to the, some of the leaders, uh, the administrators at Dixie State, uh, telling them when this first was broached to me that uh, uh, I'll clean up my farm language just a little bit. That uh, <laughs> I, I would to heck with that. Uh, I'm not going to be the chair when that change takes about. That won't happen on my watch. And. Uh, it's been it's been an eye-opening uh, journey for me as we began uh, looking at where we are, what we wanted to become, and a little bit about uh, uh, this uh, perception study that we hired the Cicero Group with. We've used them before to try and help us understand how things are perceived. How is Dixie State as a quality education institution perceived? How is um, anyway, we, we use them and we just asked them to quickly do a branding study of what the word Dixie meant. And we asked them and they surveyed around a little over 3000 stakeholders in and around our uh, regional area there in Washington County and surrounding counties, our recruiting areas in Las Vegas, the Phoenix area in Southern California and all along the Wasatch Front. And uh, th- they came back with a rather eye opening uh, study it caused me to pause and think. Last thing I want is somebody to spend their hard-earned money and four years of their time in getting a degree, and finding out that for some reason it was of lesser value simply because it had the name Dixie on it. There are some in that report, some anecdotal examples of uh, by former members of or former students there at Dixie State going for job interviews. Uh, speaking with recruiters, and in some cases, the majority of the time spent interacting with either the potential employer or the recruiter was instead of you know an opportunity to tout their merits and what they would bring to the company or job, uh, it was instead explaining uh, why a university in Utah bears the name Dixie. You know, that's been around a while. I'll just, one personal side story here. Um, I have a son that, uh, my youngest son, actually played football back at Dixie Junior College. Uh, football was interrupted with, uh, as often is, uh, some church-related service. Sure. Came back and uh, finished up his degree, went to SUU, got his associate's, I mean, his uh, bachelor's degree, uh, was admitted into the University of Utah Law School. Uh, bright kid, that's all from his mother's side, <laughs> but he was at... Uh, the Quinney Law Scholar. And as often happens, a lot of these big firms in Washington, D.C. and New York uh, look for those top students in each of these law schools and invite them back for an interview to try and do some cherry picking of those students. Sure. Uh, He had 12 different interviews on his trips back there, spent most of his time explaining about Dixie. What does that mean? What what, what is that in Utah? uh, Anyway, you kind of get... And he's been... A practicing attorney for ten years, so this is this has been a been a discussion for a while, yeah. uh, but it's finally getting to as we attempt to expand uh, our universe where our students are going, uh, and I'm very proud of what the university is doing. This this is not a knock on any of the work and effort at the university. In fact, yeah. if we have a little time. I'd like to give you a sixty second commercial about 
all of the great things that the university is doing and the academic success that's taking place. Sure. Uh, one final question. Our time is tight. I do want to hear that ad sometime, though. Uh, last question I have for you. Do you think that you're – uh, that you are kind of uniquely situated to, uh, you know, to give voice to this position. Do you think that uh, that your support of a change of a name change for the university will uh, influence Utah lawmakers to to vote in favor of the resolution before them right now, or at least uh, you know working its way through the system right now? Uh, would it be different well, if you'd been silent or, or absent from this conversation? Just given your well, your past as Utah House Speaker and having you know ongoing relationships, I'm sure with many of the lawmakers that continue to do work on Capitol Hill. Yeah, I, there there is no no question that having had a uh, personal and working relationship with folks up there, um, that um, my voice hopefully will uh, at least be part of what they do in their decision making. But I can tell you right now, from having set up there, uh, each and every decision is is theirs and theirs alone, and they need to weigh all of the responsible areas there. I I, I mean I love and revere this university. My wife, all of my children, I have three granddaughters currently attending this institution. I volunteered in a myriad of ways for 30 years. I love and revere my southern Utah heritage. Uh, My pioneer ancestors from the 1860s and 70s all the way up are buried in cemeteries across Washington County. I've not forgotten their grit or their determination or their sacrifices. I mean, they've laid the foundation why we love, you know, we go down there for all the sunshine and palm trees. Somebody else did all that work before us. Uh, and this is not a binary choice between the name Dixie and that of that heritage. Uh, for me, it's simply down to looking at, uh, are we looking forward? Or excuse me, are we looking backwards? Or are we looking forward? And the forward part involves the students and adding value to their education. And for me, that was the decision maker on my personal quest from a heck no to uh, I, I, I think that we need we owe it to the students that are coming and that will be at this institution. You know, in the last five years, we've gone from 8,000 to 12,000 students. Yeah. might surprise you to know which business school, Masters of Accountancy in the state of Utah. There's some really good schools in this state world-class with very famous names on their business schools, but the score, this university that got the highest score on this year's CPA competency test were Dixie State's graduating class. Uh, quality education, uh, you know, big enough to provide what they sure. needed, but small enough to meet their needs. Uh, Chairman, sir, I have to say goodbye. I'm grateful to you for your time, though, in explaining to listeners and to me the thought process through which you've passed to arrive uh, at this decision, voting for the recommendation, which will be considered by uh, Utah lawmakers in, in the upcoming days. Uh, Chairman Dave Clark, former Utah House Speaker, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. All righty. We're going to take a break right now, but I want to hear from you, the listener. Uh, please get on the phone. Should Dixie be changing its name? Did the conversation we just had with Dave Clark change your attitude at all? 801-575-8255, 801-KSL-TALK, Dixie State University. Should the name go or should it stay? Text line 57500. Your call's next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and I want to involve you in a conversation that's playing out right now. Uh, in fact, it's been playing out for years, if I'm honest, uh, and has very recently, in the past year or so, Uh, really come to the fore, and it is the question over whether or not Dixie State University will retain its name. Dixie State University. Dixie with its 
uh, you know, negative connotations. Not connotations it uh, gained here in Utah. Uh, for for many Utahns, in particular those of, uh, who live in Washington County, uh, Dixie has its own meeting, not the one uh, that is understood by most of uh, the United States. And because of those negative connotations, in particular, in particular, the impact those connotations have on the potential careers of Dixie State University graduates. You heard uh, from Dave Clark the experience of his son. We've shared anecdotally uh, instances of uh, of other kind of negative situations you encounter as a graduate of Dixie State when trying to explain to, say, a recruiter or a potential employer uh, what exactly it means for a Utah university to bear the name Dixie. Anyway, uh, that has given way to uh, a number of uh, procedural events, let's call them. First off, it was a vote cast by the Board of Trustees at Dixie State University. That vote was unanimous, and it was to recommend to the Utah State Legislature that, in fact, the name be changed. And as we waited for the legislative session of this year to commence... Uh, We were also waiting to see when and how the legislature would act on this recommendation by the board. Well, uh, the first step has been taken. Not sure if there will be a second step. That's up to those in charge. But thus far, there has been introduced a piece of legislation that would start the process of changing the name of Dixie. And so my question to you is, do you agree with that change? Do you agree that in the interest of those uh, who are seeking work, and oftentimes that process of seeking work outside of Utah is distracted by the need to explain and take time to uh, you know, make known to the outsiders, let's call them, outside of Utah, uh, why it is that a Utah university bears that name. And in some cases, uh, at least according to that Cicero Group uh, investigation referenced by Dave Clark, uh, some of those folks don't get the job. Some of those folks uh, are unable to satisfactorily explain uh, what Dixie means and doesn't mean here in the state of Utah. And for that matter, they don't get the job. Should those folks be considered? And should that consideration take the form of changing the name? Or is it a name that is so baked into the heritage and history of uh, southern Utah, specifically Washington County, that, uh, you know what, consequences be darned. We don't betray our heritage and our history. It's a tough it's a tough thing. And depending on which group you ask, you're going to get dramatically different answers. I put this question up on Facebook not that long ago and it is almost universal uh universally no that the name of the university ought not change that to even discuss it is akin to the cancel culture or the PC culture. A lot of no's. I'm scrolling right here. No, no, no. No, no, no. Uh Nick though says yes. Dave Clark says, yes, former Speaker of the Utah House. Uh, Scott Howell says, yes. Frequent guest here on this program played football down there a number of years ago. I won't tell you how many, won't tell you how many years, <laughs> but a few ago. <laughs> and his view has uh, evolved and changed over the years. Uh, what about you? Let's go to the phones real quick. We have uh, Diana calling. Diana, welcome to the program. How are you? Great. Thank you for having me. Sure. Tell me what you think about this. Should should the name of Dixie State University be changed? Well, I'm a part, a very small part of the grassroots um, movement to keep the name of Dixie uh, at the college and at the 
uh, high school and however far uh, this will continue to go on because um, those most of us feel like this is a part of the cancel culture and uh, there's not a great deal of support, at least the majority of the residents of Washington County yeah. uh, are not in favor of this. Um, the college has spent nearly $100,000 on this Cisco uh, study, and a study like it was done not that many years ago. So uh, even by former Representative Clark's comments, he said his son uh, had anecdotal experience with having to explain the name sure. of Dixie, but as he also said, his son has been a practicing attorney for 10 years. Uh, there may be chances or times that we have to explain the name Dixie and and uh, that it's a term of uh, Southern Utah, but we have Dixie uh, culture all over this country and names of businesses me, with Dixie. Diana, let me ask you this question. What if it were, what if there were to be some assurances either on the part of uh, you, you know, local leaders in Washington County or at the legislative level, uh, that this name change uh, starts and stops with the university, that the D stays up on the hillside, uh, that the, the various uh, places that bear the name Dixie in the community remain, and that the university only is changed. For this reason, uh, if those anecdotal accounts are widespread, and the Cicero Group uh, report claims that they are, is it worth it to change it at the university level to give those kids a better chance uh, operating professionally outside of the state of Utah without the distraction of having to explain? If if you can get be assured that it will stay within the confines of the university, you know I'm I'm pretty hard line on this. I don't, <laughs> I, don't I, I do not uh, think that it needs to be changed. Right. Uh, I, uh, I and, presumed and, you would be. And Mr. Clark also said just counted how uh, fantastic the academic excellence uh, is at Dixie College. Right. And uh, some of these anecdotal things that, and I have read hundreds of them, a lot of them are the same, uh, different people mm. repost the same experience that they've had in, in employment. And on the other hand, we have anecdotal experience and we have lawyers and general authorities and um uh, government officials that have graduated who support yeah. this former mayor uh, Dan MacArthur and a lot of the civic yeah. leaders um Listen, Diane, I, I don't mean to cut you off. I, I'm, I'm pleased to continue this conversation, but time is tight. And here in the radio business, when it's time to go, it's time to go. The music's going to start here soon. I am grateful to you for chatting. And this, this story will play out. There will be new chapters to discuss. And, Diane, I want you a part of this conversation in the future. Look forward to speaking again. We're going to take a quick break right now. We're going to get some news when we come back. It's the top two at 2 o'clock here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, 
and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.